welcome to the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast brought to you by Proudmouth. I'm your host, Matt Halloran. Being your own loud is not new to marketing, but the mindset, strategies, and resources to help you get there are evolving faster than this industry is keeping up. It is time to find a new perspective on what works why and how to move your business forward. Listen as I interview guests to help you learn from them how to be your own loud. Let's get to the show. Hello and welcome to another Top Advisor Marketing Podcast. Today we are going meta because we're going to talk to a podcaster about podcasting and how you can be a better podcaster from learning from the podcaster. Huh? Where'd that come from? Nah, I don't know. That was all over the place. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Patrice Sikora is our guest. She is one of our hosts here. Uh, she's also a podcaster outside of what she does for us here at uh, at Proudmouth. And she has amazing experience. And this is going to be your opportunity to see Patrice, that we're here, Patrice <laughs> in a wonderfully uncomfortable situation because as we were preparing for this, her and I were both joking about how it's really easy to be the host because we're good at that. But when you're the guest, everything seems to change. So guess what? Welcome to the show, Patrice. This is so awkward. This is so <laughs> awkward. I like being on the other side. I, I and and that's one of the reasons why we love having you on the other side because there is a there's a personality that you need to have to be a successful podcast host, and we're we're going to get to that in just a few minutes. But if you don't mind, as I said to you before, and as a lot of people who are listening have probably heard me do this, I sing the praises of you often because of your experience, because of your innate skill. But was it innate? I mean, was this something that you were born with? And let's start from when you were born and go all the way to the history of how you ended up here with us. I think we need more than 30 minutes for that. <laughs> but that, seriously, it, you know, it's something that I've always been empathetic. And sometimes that's good. Sometimes that's bad. I mean, give me a, a, a Hallmark commercial and I'm crying, you know, but I am empathetic to people. And growing up, Yo, I was going to do this and I was going to do that. And in college, I majored in German and languages and theater. And actually, theater does come in handy here. Mm -hmm. um, communications, because there was just something in the back of my head that said, yeah, this is where you're supposed to be. This is it. And sure enough, right out of college, I was, it was the, um, all right, here we go with the dating. I graduated in 74. So it was a recession. There were no jobs. I landed a job in Albany, New York at a radio station as a copywriter. I had no idea what a copywriter did. I just went in. It was my father's boss's brother who actually owned the station. He said, you know, you want to be a copywriter? I said, sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. mm -hmm. Here's my resume. Uh-huh. <laughs> got in there, got home, looked up copywriter. What the hell does a copywriter do? So I found, okay, you're right. That's good. We write. We write. And that's where I started. And I've just, radio has always been a very, very special medium. It's a very personal, intimate medium. It's not like television, which I tried. Did that for a while. In fact, medical television. Nice. Okay, fine. Mm. Did uh, some environmental education stuff at a, an environmental education center in the Great Swamp of New Jersey. It was wonderful. Didn't last. Came back to radio. Kept coming back to radio. Mm. It's always been in my blood. Mm. Radio. So being a host... The empathetic aspect is is very, very important, but it's also this genuine desire that I think you and I share to to get to know people, to yeah. ask the questions that 
make them, as you had said before, sparkle, right? To make them shine, to make them excited and comfortable. But before we get into those, how do you make somebody comfortable? We get a lot of, so I, for those of you who don't know, I'm the chief relationship officer here and I'm the one who handles all the sales, right? And I get asked that, Patrice, all the time, you know, like, well, what happens if I'm really nervous? And I'm like, we got that taken care of, which is a crappy answer (laughs) because I should probably elaborate on that now that I'm, you know, thinking on this. So how do- It's called a toke, man, a toke. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's almost legal everywhere now. That's right. Um, But uh, so how, how do you- how do you put somebody at ease so that they can be themselves to be the best podcaster they can be? The first time you want to be gentle, a little bit of gentle humor, gentle humor. Ask them about themselves. Make a little bit of a joke. See if there's something you can find that connects you with them. What do you have in common? Is there anything you have in common? If you don't have in common, play that up. I don't know anything about that. I can't wait to tell more for you to tell me more about it. Because as you said, we are here to make them relaxed and sparkle. This is their podcast. They are the star here. Once you get them just talking about themselves, family is good. Family is a good place to start. Once you get them talking, that's the hardest part. You're, you're over it now. And they open up, they start to relax. And then of course you say, okay, we're recording. <laughs> And they're all uptight again. And you may have to do it again a little bit, but it gets easier for them each time. At least you hope it does. Yeah. Because you'll be doing the same thing again and again and again if it doesn't. Um, I spring recording on people every once in a while. I don't know if you've ever done this, but I'll, I will do the warm. So laughter is the most important thing. So I've got my whole pregame, which you've heard me do. Uh, so I have my pregame that I do, which you, I know you do with a lot of your clients. You know, just just to get them prepared. But then there are times like right after I get them to laugh or or if I feel that shift, which by the way is something that's part of the it's crazy to be empathetic over this medium because all we can do is hear, right? But we feel that shift. I can hear it in their voice. You can hear it in their voice. I'm like, okay, let's record. Bam. And I go right into the intro. They don't have time. They don't have time to freak out, right? Because I'm just like, oh, hey, here's the first question. We just talked about this three minutes ago. All right. Yeah. Now, and you're right about the listening, though. Sound is so much more important, I'm sorry, than visuals. It really is. You can tell so much more just hearing someone's voice because you have to put more into your voice to get what you want to say across. So you're listening to them and it's really close. It's it's right there. You can touch it. You're not looking at somebody's face thinking, Oh, is that an eyebrow going up or is that a is that a, a tick up there? I don't, I don't know. No, you're listening and you're really, you're getting them. I taught a course for financial advisors on listening. It was actually a CFP approved continuing education. And when I was teaching it, like people would just have these light bulbs go on like, whoa, <laughs> like, that's how I practice? Larry King, love him or hate the guy. Okay, mm-hmm. so he just recently passed away at the time that we're recording this podcast. A lot of people hated him. <laughs> His 19 ex-wives probably hated him. <laughs> but one of the things that Larry said, and I was just listening to an interview with him, was I don't prepare. Because if I prepare, then I'm not meeting my audience where they are. Right. So there were times where guests would get pissed at Larry because he would ask them questions and they're like, you did no research on me whatsoever. And Larry would say, I don't do that because I'm coming to you as a, uh, you know, as an interviewer 
blank slate, tabula rasa, nothing. I got nothing, right? How do you prepare? Like, you know, what sort of level of preparedness do you go through? What is the stuff that you do as a host so that our listeners can understand that it's not just Patricia shows up and turns on the mic and starts asking questions? No. I ask all my clients, I email them at least a day ahead and uh, say, we've got a recording such and such a time. What's your topic? Do you have a guest? Let me know. Do you want me to write the intro for you? Are we doing this together? Find out what's going on. If they have a guest, they send me the guest info. I write the, the introduction for them. I'll schmooze with the, the guests for a while before we start recording the whole thing and then help them do it. If it's just two of us, I still want to know the topic. I want to know where they want to go with this because, again, this is your podcast. I'm here to help you sound fantastic. And you will. Give me a roadmap. I don't need a script. Just give me a roadmap. You want me to go left? You want me to go to right? You want me to go straight ahead? That's fine. That's how I, I prepare. Gotcha. When you let's let's go back to to this being kind of innate curiosity that you've had, right? Why do you care so much, Patrice? You, you know, why why do you genuinely want to not just help people sound great? Because because we appreciate that, and I know your clients do too. But what is it about you, or your upbringing, or just life that has made you fundamentally give two craps about the people that you're talking to? I don't know. I've always wanted to, even. I, I think that's what made me a, a pretty good reporter because I wanted to know what the, their story was and then I could translate that story or just pass it along either way, whatever you want to talk about it. Being on the air, again, as as a contributor or as a reporter to a, a radio show, you have to play with the other people on the air. And that's what you're doing. You're playing. You are learning how they dance and then how you dance and how the two of you can dance together. You have to learn that. And again, you're bringing information from a third source. You're trying to translate it for the listener. So they, I want them to feel what I feel. And it's always been like that. Hmm. And those people who don't feel it, well, <laughs> too bad. Yeah. You're going to get it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> drives my uh my family crazy because we'll be uh going through the grocery line and um i will ask the question you know how are you today <laughs> yes yeah. which uh, for some people it's it's like a quip right it's not they don't care right and you can feel that they don't care like oh i'm fine blah, blah, and they move on it drives them crazy because then, you know, as they're scanning, you know, whatever, they're telling me their life story. And How many my, cats they have? How many cats do you have? Are you buying all this cat food here? How many do you have? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, you know, oh, well, I just got a divorce and, you know, what, blah, 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 you know, and, you know, and I'm sitting there and I'm listening and it's easier to show people you're listening when you're in person because of active listening techniques, right? The nodding, the eye contact, the small facial micro expressions that, that we generally do. How have you practiced over the last number of decades to shut your mind off so that you can listen to what's going on that's right in front of you? I guess it's a skill that you develop when you're in radio because you have put headphones on, man, and it's your world. 
This is your world. I'm holding my headphones, by the way, right now. It's your world. You are connecting with the person who is the, at the other end of that wire. Nothing else matters. Nothing else. And in fact, one place I worked was a big open newsroom. And it was, in the beginning, it was very disturbing for those of us who had come from a traditional radio newsroom. And in the end, people could come up and tap you on the shoulder and you're on the air and just go, you know, you're waving your hand, you're smacking them in the face, but you're focused on what you're doing on the microphone. It, it's, a, it's a talent. It's a skill. You learn it. In radio, you can, do, you can do all kinds of things and still sound like you're really interested on the microphone. That's okay. That's fine. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, we're going to go a different level here because I think that you're doing a very good job of, of kind of water skiing over the topic. And, and I want you to, to snorkel with me here just a little bit. We're going to go a little bit deeper. I can only float, by the way. That's fine. You don't need to swim on this one because I will rescue you, I promise. <laughs> so if you start gasping for air... But you do things, you have studied things, Patrice, because I know you, <laughs> that quiet the mind. Did you study those before or did you continue to study those after you realized that it was an innate skill that you had? I studied them because I was interested in them. Okay, okay. That's why. I have always had an interest in the martial arts, for instance. As a kid growing up, oh, God, girls didn't do that. No, 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 no. Plus, my folks really couldn't afford something like that. Yeah, so yeah. I just didn't. When I was able to, I studied and I got a black belt in Taekwondo. In fact, it was a great ex experience. I did it with my oldest son. He got his poom belt. I got my black belt. Poom means he wasn't 18 yet. Mm. Um, or 16, either way. And then from there, I went on to Tai Chi different forms of Tai Chi, Chen, Yang, and meditation. I, I have not been as, as how should we say this now, as um, persistent with the meditation as I should be, but I highly recommend it, and it does quiet your mind. And so does having a cat sitting in your lap purring <laughs> and a dog sitting right next to you snoring. Mm -hmm. Nature Get outside, go outside, you know, be in nature, look at something green, look at something brown, something white, like snow. It's just, you've, free your mind, and it quiets down. Yeah. Part of the pregame that we do for all of you who aren't clients of ours at this point, we remind everybody to turn off every notification. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because you say that, and, and people panic. <laughs> like they're so used to all of the extra stimulus of their phone vibrating, the email bings on Outlook or or whatever their email server is, you know, the in, you know, for a lot of our financial services clients, you know, it's the ticker going across the screen. Our goal is to not necessarily force, but give permission for them to quiet their mind and to stay very, very focused. And the funny thing is, is you can hear it. You can hear in the podcast those people who are oh, yeah yeah no you're absolutely right you you can uh some are really into it they the energy level suddenly goes up and you know okay you've got it now this is your sweet spot you've got it others you gotta pull you gotta pull and then if you say something out of left field suddenly it's them it's them it's not somebody who's just reading off their notes no they come through and you want to say damn that was good keep going. But then they go back to their notes very often. And at the end of it, I'll say, do you know when you answered this question, 
do you know how good you sounded? For them, it's an art too. Yeah. Confidence. So let, let's let's talk a little bit more about about the the coaching component of what you guys do in order to make it so that they're going to be in that frame of mind or that they continuously. So one of the things that we talk about is, is a principle in our organization called Kaizen, right? Which is continuous, gradual improvement, right? And that's what we try to do with all of our clients uh, is to make sure that they're, they're improving. Tell us a story, if you don't mind, of somebody that you've worked with that finally shook off the dust and is now being a lot more real and a lot more engaging. Mm, let's see. Well, and so I recently had one of your clients uh, because of a, a magnificent internet outage, and it was fina- it was fantastic. Because this, so for everybody, this guy is a professional licensed auctioneer. Did radio for a long time. He's got an unbelievable voice, and he sent me a two page list of what he wanted to talk about. And I threw him off a couple of times because I went off the script like I always do because <laughs> I want that piece right that you were just talking about that real, you know, Barry, and. Even though he had a script, man, was he good. You know what I mean? He was, I took him to Kansas City from Kalamazoo, Michigan, and he brought me right back to Kalamazoo City with, you know, Kalamazoo with like, in like eight words, uh, and he was right back on his script, and nobody would have known that. So, so, okay, so there is my transition. What, who have you worked with that has kind of come out of their shell and and really become a a much better human podcaster? Uh, Do you really want names here? No, not necessarily. Okay. There, there is a, two people. Um, they are in Texas. Okay. They started out very quiet, very tentative. And now sometimes I can't shut them up, <laughs> which is great. It's wonderful. And she was very, very tentative in the beginning. Now she's really, she's jumping in, jumping in and jumping in. And she is carrying entire parts of the podcast herself. Really? Both are extremely knowledgeable and they complement each other very well. And, and to listen to them work. And if they have a guest, they're even better. But they've gotten there. It's taken some time. Another gentleman out in the Midwest, he was, again, very tentative, very quiet, very, but gentle. And bringing him along, bring him along, he is still gentle, but he's now more authoritative. Mm. And it's a good listen. It's a very good listen. He knows what he's talking about. It's difficult to quantify those transitions, right? Because a lot of it is just getting more and more comfortable behind the mic. But it, it isn't just experience. It is also the nurturing nature of being a podcast host to reinforce the behaviors that we are looking for yes. in our clients. So the people down in Texas, first off, I'm, I'm glad because I remember them. I, I'm the one who brought them on board. I oh I thought they were going to be amazing. I'm so glad that she's kind of you know come oh, yeah. up through because she's really awesome. Was there a time? Was there an incident? Was there when did you feel the gel? And tell everybody what you did when you felt that when all of a sudden the magic happened. You knew the magic happened. What did you do? I smiled. Yeah, I was very happy because I could hear it. You know, but I think the. It happened here and there and here and there, and now it's really happening a lot. The one episode, though, that really sticks out was they were moving to a new house. They still wanted to do the podcast, did not want to miss their their recording time. So they did it from phones, two different locations, while they're moving, 
And they were talking back and forth to each other as if nobody else were there. And it was great. It was absolutely great. After that, we really didn't have much of an issue. because so I said, go back, listen to that one. It was real. It was real you. Keep that up. And that's what people want to connect. When, when we're helping you accelerate your influence and, and truly build your credibility and scale it, the way that we want that is for people to get to know who you are. The more real you can be, the less airs that you put on are only going to make you a, a better podcaster. But Patrice, your experience came to us through radio. What is the big difference? I get asked this all the time. I just realized this. I should freaking ask you this question. What is the big difference between radio and podcasting now that you've been a podcaster? podcaster for, for a while now. You know, it's the, um, the immediacy. And I have to admit, I do miss that. Radio is immediate. What you say is there. It's out there. You are cur- you, you're covering things that are immediate. In a podcast, it's there forever. But it's not immediate. And I, I still sometimes have problem getting my head around that. I love the markets. I love the markets. I love news. And in fact, this one gentleman in Texas, he loves the markets too. And we want to talk about them. And we have to say, we can't. We, because, we'll take a long range view, but even that someday will be dated. Yeah. So that, that I still, I can still struggle with. What about the technique, right? So, so you as a news anchor, you had to be like you, I mean, you, oh, yeah. you did not want to make mistakes and, you know, you didn't want to misspeak or read copy wrong. And I know that you bring that level of, of professional slash perfection to working with our clients, but do you find it liberating at all that this isn't live and that if there are mistakes, it's okay because it's the raw nature of podcasting? I wish you guys could see the look on Patrice's face right now because I don't think she's going to agree with me on this one. The thing about being live, at least the way I was doing it, because I was interacting with people. Yes, I was a news anchor. I was a business consumer reports anchor, but I was part of a morning show on stations across the country. In fact, well, several of them across, lots of them across the country. And you became a part and you, you interacted with these people. You developed relationships with these people. You were part of the morning show. So in that respect, Yes, I had a script in front of me. And yes, I would, you know, use the script. But often it was just off script. There we went. And we just would gallop through the, the, uh, the news of the morning. Here, I find it a little stifling sometimes. I do. Because I know the parameters. And again, there I was trying to make the host of the morning show shine. Here, I'm trying to make a podcast host or, or their podcast. I'm trying to make you shine, but it's different. It's not, how can I put this? It's, it's like being outside with the wind blowing versus being in a room that is tidy. Which one are we? (laughs) (laughs) It's not that each one is, is nothing is wrong. It's just, it's different. Okay. It's different. Uh, but there's a big plant in the tidy room, big, big green plants in the tidy room. Because we have to deal with compliance and because we have to keep that stuff in mind and we, we can't be super loosey goosey on a lot of that stuff. I, I absolutely understand where you're coming from and the excitement that goes along with live 
and that, you know, that kind of angst or pressure that you feel to perform at a different level. Um, we really do want, for those of you who are are listening, who haven't podcasted yet, that that's the ultimate goal, right? Is for you to have that level of polish, that level of excitement. Because when you begin podcasting, and once you get into the groove, which by the way, 98% of our clients get into the groove with the help of, of our hosts, I want to remind everybody that you should look at when you're behind the microphone, it's game time. So let's talk just a little bit about your game time routine. When you're talking, you talked a little bit about at the beginning, you know, talk about pets or or whatever. Do you have anything standard that you do with your clients to prepare them for, for the ultimate end of recording? The way I try to warm them up is I ask them to tell me about the weather. What is the weather like? That way I can check their levels, their microphones, whatever. But I also, they get warmed up. We're talking, everybody can talk about the weather. Come on, you're never wrong, you're never right. The weather is right there. That's how we'll get going. We get warmed up that way. And then it's, well, let's see. What did I learn about them last time? Uh, let's bring that up again. I've got folders with little notes. And it's, it's once you get to know them, I, even by the third episode, you're friends. You're yeah. more than acquaintances because you have sweated this together. <laughs> you, totally. you really have. Yeah. <laughs> really have. And it's a matter of, it's the personal, but it's also, it's the technical. I'm at this end going, holy cow, is this a little okay? Don't, 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 don't mess up on me. You're doing fine here. You're doing fine. Keep it going. Keep it going. And at their end, I'm sure it's like, oh my God, I got to keep it going. I got to keep it going. Yes, you're sweating it together, man. <laughs> it's, it's something very special. It is. Well, and we hear that a lot. And so as we wrap up today's podcast, uh, I'm going to make Patrice even more uncomfortable here uh, than I have with some of my other questions, because uh, one of the things that we hear from your clients on a regular basis is, is the fact that they, do, they feel so comfortable with you, that you're so professional, and you really do make them sparkle. You make them just sound amazing. So I want to personally thank oh, you for right. that. Go ahead. In closing, if you were to give people advice, like something that you learned in, in your very short time on this planet that you would say, man, I, w- I wish everybody just knew this before they got behind the mic. What, what, what would that be? There's nothing special. There's nothing hidden. It's not a mystery. Be yourself. It's just a microphone. Of course, it's taking what you say and saving it for posterity, but that's beside the point. Just be yourself. Mm. That's all. What a life lesson that could be, Patrice. Goodness gracious. Could you imagine if people just realized, you know what, I'm just going to be me and. Oh boy. Yeah. And, and, you know, but that's, that's the best part of it is I think people walk around with the airs that they have because either they're not comfortable with who they are, they're afraid of how that's going to be perceived. But here's the deal, especially when you're behind the microphone, you're not there to make friends with absolutely everybody, right? You're there to, to, as an expert, you're there to share your expertise. And, And if you ruffle a couple of feathers in sharing your expertise, that's actually what makes for a great podcast. It's going to separate you from anybody else that uh, might be uh, somewhat in your space. But Patrice, I want to thank you very much. I I know um, as the host, how fun it is to be interviewed (laughs) instead of being the interviewee or the interviewer. Uh, So I want want to thank you for that. And thank you for all your hard work and really treating our clients magnificently here. Well, thank you. I enjoy my clients. I really do. And and this was kind of fun. It wasn't as 
painful as I thought it would be. <laughs> and that's my job. So uh, with that, right. everybody. You're a good host. I appreciate that. All right. So if you have not subscribed to the podcast, make sure that you do. This way, when we come out with a new one, it'll show up directly on your listening device. And if you don't mind, give us a quick star rating on any of the platforms. We'd appreciate that because we'd love to have your feedback. And it also helps us out to have more and more people have a chance to listen to the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast. So for Patrice and everybody here at Proudmouth, see you on the other side of the mic very soon. Thanks for listening to the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast brought to you by Proudmouth. If you want to learn more about how to be your own loud podcast, visit our website, read our blog posts, attend educational webinars, and sign up for Influence Accelerator Academy. 